1: Ami is a lawyer by trade, a freelance writer by trial, a podcaster by passion, and a DJ when asked. After graduating as a Longhorn, she started off her career as an analyst at Enron. While applying to graduate schools, Ami worked on movie sets in Texas and moved to India for work in radio and media. A few years later, she graduated with a JD from DePaul University School of Law in Chicago. Ami began her law career in New York City, and after three years, she found herself back in India, where she began freelance writing for Vogue India and Conde Nast Traveler. She was also introduced to the startup world and became the VP of customer service for a fashion organization called Exclusively and her husband, then moved to Dubai, where she worked as VP of marketing for the transportation network company Kareem and continued her freelance writing with magazines such as OK and Hello Middle East. The couple moved back to the U.S. in 2014 and landed in Dallas, where she focused on raising her two girls while working with D Magazine and the Shramman Museum, a nonprofit focused on building the first South Asian museum in the U.S., Her move to Bentonville, Arkansas in 2018 proved to be one of her favorites, and she found her way back to music as the director of growth for the House of Songs. Ami has recently launched her own podcast called Ami Tuckered Out. Well, after all those moves, I would be feeling pretty tuckered out myself, where she interviews South Asian trailblazers around the world. This past summer, the family made their sixth move to Greenwich, Connecticut, and she looks forward to settling into their new community while focusing on the podcast. Full time. I had the pleasure of meeting her in Clubhouse a couple of months ago, and I'm really excited to bring you to the show. Welcome, Ami. Thank you.
2: I know that bio was a mouthful. (laughs)
1: <laughs> ah, well, you yes. know, that's one of the things I've learned myself whenever I go on other shows or whenever I'm a guest uh, on teleseminars or telesummits, the first thing I do is listen to the bio that's being read. And I think, oh, yeah, I've got to edit that. I've got to edit that. Yes, <laughs> edit exactly.
2: That. I'm like,
1: wow, that was that was a lot. I didn't realize it till, uh, I, till you hear it. So, Yeah, well, and it's one of those things about being in business and certainly about being a speaker is that we are constantly in a state of evolution. Evolution and growth. So when you have like great new things happen and we celebrate, we want to put that in the bio. And so we're always working with our machete, at least I am. So yes, well, I'm excited that you're here. Let's talk about what your show is about. I want to hear about that. And I want to hear about what inspired you to start the show in the first place. And are you in an entrepreneurial space with the show? And if so, you know, have you left behind your other careers to devote yourself full time to this show. Tell me a little bit more about like where you're at on your journey. Right. So
2: I'm very, super excited to talk about where I'm at in the journey. To answer your last question first, yes, I have dropped everything to focus fully on Tuckered Out with Ummy. It has become my passion. I am focused on building my brand and excited to see the next steps. So the reason why I started this podcast is for many reasons, actually. As you just read, I have been moving around quite a bit in my life. So six moves in the past 12 years, and that's due to my husband's job, which I fully support as long as he's getting promoted, I will I will go with it. And before that, I had lived in four other cities. And so my lifestyle and the way I am, I wanted this kind of lifestyle of kind of exploring and hopping around and trying new places. So I've loved the adventures I've had, but every time I've moved, I basically had to start over again in terms of career and what I wanted to do. And, you know, I grew up in a very strict South Asian household. And so for me growing up, it was you're going to be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer. That was kind of like the options, you know, you're going to go to college and you're going to go to grad school. That's, I mean, end of discussion. And so I chose law. I loved it. I love going to law school. I love Chicago, but I always wanted, I always had this creative side in me. I had dabbled again, as you read in so many different things from, I was a backup Bollywood dancer. I worked in radio twice, once in India, once in Chicago, the freelance writing all over the place, the startup world, a few nonprofits. And so I think, In the the past 20 years of my life, you know, ever since I graduated college, I've been trying to find myself over and over again by trying new things. Now, while that may seem exhausting to some people, it's just the way I've been built. But there came a point where I got tuckered out. And then on a side note, my last name is Tucker and I've been called Tucker my whole life. So that plays into the part of the name. And so When I had moved to Dallas, I had just given birth to my second child, my second daughter. And, you know, my husband had informed me that we're probably going to be moving again. And I got to the point where I knew I I couldn't be a stay-at-home mom full-time. It just wasn't my personality. And I knew I wanted to do something that I could carry with me everywhere. And that could be my own. And I was sick of working with people, or for people, I should say, not with people, for people, sorry. And so... Around this time, Serial had come out, and you know, Serial just blew everyone out of the water. It opened up this whole door into what podcasting is. Mm-hmm. And Serial came out. I was ready to start something on my own. I love the radio medium and I love interviewing people through my writing. And so that all kind of came together. And I thought, let me start a podcast. This would be so much fun. I can do it from home. I can breastfeed one minute and then be on a show the next minute. And then I also thought, okay, well, why would anyone want to listen to me? There at that point, there there was a lot of podcasts out. Not as many as now, but still a lot. And this was 2017 to 2018. And I just thought, why would anyone want to listen to me? And what do I call it? And so I thought, you know what, I'm very proud of my culture and heritage. We're first-generation South Asian born in the U.S., and I have a very strong South Asian network around the U.S., and a lot of my South Asian friends are like doing really amazing things in different industries, and they're not just lawyers and doctors and engineers anymore. They're doctors that are CBS correspondents, or they're lawyers that are like beauty, makeup people. So I just thought, you know what, let me start a podcast. Tuckered out, because that's my name and I am, that interviews South Asian trailblazers. And that's how it all started a couple of years ago.
1: Beautiful. Well, a couple of things that I just want to underscore for our listeners, Ami, is number one, you are what I would call a multi-potentialite. I'm the same way. And so part of the work for us is to give ourselves permission to be outside the box and to try you know, a bunch of different ways of creatively expressing ourselves as well as generating revenue and and income for ourselves. So I just really love that you gave yourself permission to do that. And I'm going to encourage my listeners here to give themselves permission if that's the way that you're wired. So the other thing that I really noticed about that conversation is that you were able to Support your husband in his journey and be willing to be flexible with all of those moves. But at the same time, really stake a case for yourself to be creative and to be independent and to be generative. And so I just really want to underscore all of that uh, for our listeners. So I want to talk about when you have gone through this process. Let's take the path first of the tuckered out. Right. Like at what point were you aware that something had to change and maybe some things had to be released?
2: You know, it was a slow process. Right. And and I know you just mentioned it about supporting the husband and allowing myself to kind of figure out who I was, what I wanted. It's a process. You know, I had really, really hard days. You know, I had really lonely days. So it's definitely not easy. It's definitely a journey. And I think for all your listeners, just to make sure you are easy on yourself and forgive yourself. Let your emotions run because I definitely had to many, many days. But yeah, it was definitely a process to get to that point. And I'm not sure if there was any one main like day or time that I was like, okay, this is it. But it was around the time after my second child was born. I, I knew that he was going to continue to do well in his job. Thank God. I'm very blessed. And that meant in his position that there would be a lot more moves. So I think after the second child, having, having been at home for a few months, Having tried so many different things and knowing that there's this impending upcoming move in the next year or so, I think it just all hit me over those few months. And I was like, all right, it is time. Even if I do get a job, I need to start something for myself on my own that I can carry and that will evolve with me. It did take time. It's a process.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Well, what's interesting is um, I just want to point out also to my listeners that this is part of this was part of my journey as well. I left behind my career in the real estate industry, and it was at that time when my son was like approaching puberty, where I was getting divorced from my second husband, and I knew that I wanted to be present for my child, right, and that I couldn't do the split. Like I felt split for a long time. And I think anytime you're split, that's going to tucker you out for sure, because your energy is going in multiple different directions. So I just want to invite our listeners to also hear that, Ami, you made the choice to create and generate, like self-generate. So even though, yes, you have your husband's income and are grateful for that, There was a part of you that also felt very, I guess, committed to your own self-expression and your own self-generation. So let's talk about money. Yeah. As you have gone into, you know, your own self-employment, what have been the biggest challenges that you faced financially in terms of, you know, generating money and what have been the biggest wins that you've experienced?
2: My podcast is not making money yet podcasting, as you know, it takes time. It takes consistency. It takes patience. And I'm lucky to be doing it because I love doing it. So yeah, I think right now at this point, I'm at a point of major growth. I am starting to get connected to more people to talk about sponsorships and monetizing. It's happening at this point. I myself had to lean in to the podcast and to, I call it my business. I had to lean in myself with our own money right now to make it happen, knowing that this was well worth the investment. Mm. And so again, I want to say, you know, I happened to be in a very lucky position where we were able to do that, to kind of invest in this podcast, invest in this business. And now it's my turn to to see this thing grow
1: and monetize. And that's what I, that's where I'm at now. Beautiful. All right. Well, I want to ask you about that conversation with your husband, right? Because, you know, I'm sure that you've had to have those conversations. And I know that any of our listeners, whether they're thinking about starting a podcast or starting a speaking business or starting, you know, whatever, any kind of entrepreneurial venture, if you are considering like leaving quit, what I call quitting the corner office, like leaving executive level positions and moving into entrepreneurship The big question mark is always the money. And often in a relationship, tensions can come up. So I'd love to have you talk about how you enrolled your husband in your vision. I was
2: very lucky in that he completely was on board. Uh, I also had the leverage of saying yes to six moves without complaining So I was like, well, I have this under my belt and I gave birth to two kids. So no, you know, look, he I think one thing is that throughout each move, he saw me pick up and start a new job every single move. And so I think he also knew that it was time for me to start my own. He had an idea that, okay, this is a lot to start, start over again, apply, interview, try to get a new job, try to find a new career in every place. India, we were in Dubai. We weren't in the US the whole time. So different markets, different things. I was practicing law before we left. I didn't want to practice law in India. It was, it's a whole other monster, and so I think after having seen my efforts the past 10 years and after, you know, having the kids and after also knowing who I was and my passion, and it, it took me actually much longer than it should have to talked to him about it because I always felt bad about mm-hmm. spending money on myself and investing in myself, which is another thing. I want your listeners to to really, really understand. It is so important for women to invest in themselves, and I learned that at the age of forty. I just started investing in myself, and I'm. It's never too late, and I'm so glad I did it. I have never felt happier or more confident or better about myself. But don't feel bad about investing in yourself. That's in whatever way that is. That could be time, money, whatever commodity that is. You deserve it. So that's the one thing, the one message for sure that I wanna uh, make sure we we talk about.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be our pearl of wisdom, Ami. Yes, yes. We're gonna go to a short break right now. And when we come back, we're gonna let everyone know where you can get more of um, Ami's pearls of wisdom. But right now, we want to let you know that we need your help. If you are enjoying this show and you want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com. We would also like to ask you to share with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content, help a gal out and let your sisters, mothers, daughters, friends and colleagues know about the show so we can serve them too. I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading rating, and reviewing. We are almost at 100 reviews, so please, if you are enjoying this show, go write a fun review. Five stars is always welcome. And we are also welcoming thousands of downloads from all over the world. We just actually 15 x our downloads on International Women's Day, so that was pretty exciting, and we added 10 countries in that one day. So we're going to shout out right now to our brand new listeners in Aruba, the Maldives and Mozambique. And we will be right back with Ami Tucker.
0: The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman, creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art. Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition. Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com.
1: And we are back with Ami, and you can find out more about her and check out her show at tuckeredoutwithami.com, and our team will put that into our show notes, uh, that URL into our show notes, and uh, what will they find when they get there? Tell us about the show. Tell us about what they're going to find when they get to that website, Ami. All sorts of fun stuff.
2: I actually just rebranded, so I got a new logo, got a fun new website. So the website will be all the episodes uh, up till now. It will be you know, a little bit about me, about the podcast and why I started it, why it's called Tuckered Out with Ami Tucker. And yeah, and then all my social media handles that you can follow me on. And so it's really simple, clean, fun. I rebranded. I love 80s music, 80s new wave music. And so that's my kind of theme for the website and the logo. And so I hope you like it.
1: Fantastic. Well, I want to encourage everyone not only to place a five-star rating and review for Wickedly Smart Women, but do the same for me because we'd love to celebrate Wickedly Smart Women who are willing to use their voices and make a difference in the world. So I want to talk now about the importance of the web of connections that you have created. And I'd love to hear how that has served you as you have stepped into a more visible role in the marketplace as a voice for the South Asian community.
2: Right. I mean, the connections has been everything. I mean, that's how I have started. I have started off my podcast with the people I know, you know, and from there, they've connected me to their friends. And it has been a very easy role from one one interview to the next. I've been connected to people I never thought would even say yes So I, I think honestly, for me, I would say that that has been my number one strength to get this podcast
1: started and to see it grow. Beautiful. So when we were talking earlier, we talked about you being a multi-potentialite. I love that. You also said that like you're right now, you are all in focusing on the podcast full time. Yes. Do you have an inkling on me that there might be something else in the wings that's going to show up? Or do you feel like you're going to be all in on this podcast for a while?
2: I don't know. I'm open to it. As you know, as you can tell, I I kind of go with it. I'm doing this because I truly, it might sound cheesy, but I truly love connecting with people and hearing stories and telling stories. And so I'm going to keep doing it till I... I mean, unless it's not fun, I'm not going to stop, you know. Now, whether that turns into something, perhaps, you know, you never know. I think when I think about the podcast and what I want out of it, besides the human connection, the human storytelling, talking about my community in a positive way, highlighting the South Asian community so people understand what South Asians are doing around the world, because that's very important to me. It's part of my story. It's part of my parents' immigration story, and I'm very close to it. I think of the word impact Mm -hmm. and I don't know what that means yet. You know, whether that means this podcast will continue forever or it turns into something else, who knows? I just, I'm going to keep going and, you know, I'm smiling right now. So
1: Let's see what happens. I'm going to go with the flow. Yeah. I love that you said I'm smiling right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that you said I'm smiling right now. Um, when I uh, ended up, I had my first podcast was the Men on Purpose podcast. And when I launched Wickedly Smart Women, within three months, I stopped smiling around and on yeah. purpose. Yeah. And as a result of stopping smiling, I ended up actually selling that show. So, so I know exactly what you're talking about. When you stop smiling, then it's time to stop doing some things. Right. So I want to to go back to the pearl of wisdom that you dropped before we went to the break. And I think it's really, really important for us to help the listeners to hear how important it is for you to value your own vision and not only value your own vision and be willing to ask for the support in your case, from your husband. Sometimes the support comes from elsewhere. Sometimes the support comes from investors. Sometimes the support comes from family members. Sometimes the support comes from borrowing on credit cards. You know, the support has to come from somewhere to be able to create and launch anything. So I'd love to have you talk about your own internal process around valuing your vision, saying yes to yourself, and then ultimately choosing to literally put your money where your mouth is and create and invest in the creation process. Can you talk about that?
2: I mean, it took me a while and I'll have to say, I actually became more confident and stronger after having my two girls. One, I wanted them to see mommy kicking butt. That was a big driver for me. And so having my girls, you know, when I, I started the podcast, it's been on and off for two years. And I, I would say the past eight to 10 months is when I've really started being serious about it and leaning in. But that first year and a half, I was on and off. I was too scared to ask for support. By the way, not that my husband would have said no, it was all me. You know, and women have this problem. We have this. Imposter syndrome problem. We have this. Okay, should I spend money on myself, or maybe I should spend it on that new roof or this new carpet instead, or this should be towards the kids, or is this worth the investment? I mean, we think and analyze way too much, whereas men are like, nope, we're gonna do this. You know, they they don't think that much. It's black and white for them, and I think most of us are always worried about someone else or something else, and after that year two first two years of on and offness, I think I got sick of myself <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need to stop. I need to show my girls that mommy is going to start this business. I want them to be proud of me. And, and also I just got to the point where I was tired, tuckered out. I was like, I need to, if I don't do this now, and then I hit 40, I know it's just an age, but I think it all kind of came together. And I was like, you know what? I am ready. And I had all, I had the spiel down, talked to my husband. He was like, yeah, sure. What's the problem? I'm like, well, that was easier than I thought. (laughs) Like, why did I wait so long? And so, yeah, I think it was just timing of everything.
1: Yeah. Well, you point out two things that I have in my body of work around having a wealthy life. There there are five, there are actually five ways that we ward off wealth. And two of them came up in that little piece. One is worry. And the other is waffling. And so what I hear is that you waffled for quite a while, but once you took a stand for yourself, it was like an instant yes from him. And what I love about this story, Ami, is that you became present to how much easier it was once you made the decision and you were able to stop the waffling, then you could focus, then you could concentrate and you could channel your creative power. So I'd love to close with what is the one thing that you do to keep walking your walk and talking your talk and staying committed to valuing your vision even as your vision may be expanding and evolving? Like, what do you do personally to keep yourself in that momentum? Doing the work. I know that sounds really basic and simple, but every
2: day I made a desk, a little office for myself unofficially in the Peloton room, but I think I made, I got a desk, I got everything set up. I'm like, this is my job. If I want to make this happen, I'm going to treat this like a job, like a real business, like a real, and it is a real business, but I have to, like you said, walk the walk, talk, talk. So, you know, I invested in the website, in the logo, I invested, I'm in a fellowship right now, learning more and more about podcasting. I am leaning into networking everywhere. So I think just really, really making it your own and doing the work daily, And having fun with it, you know, and just, yeah, it's little things. And I, and I love it because my girls are now seeing me do this. They're, they're saying, oh, mommy has her podcasting or, oh, mommy is in a meeting and sure. It's not making money right now, but that's okay. You know, like they are just seeing mommy build
1: something. And that to me is the most exciting thing. Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the most important things that anybody can do who's building something is to make those investments. And oftentimes, we make investments initially because it's what we think we need to do because we don't know what we don't know. And then ultimately, we end up in a place where we find that we, you know, need to make different investments to to actually get more of a view on what it is that we're creating. So, but right. the underlying thing that I want to just emphasize here, which goes back to the pearl of wisdom that you dropped before we went to the break, is we must invest in ourselves. We must value our vision and we must be willing to express and speak our vision into reality, whether it's enrolling your husband to say, you know, I need to take some of our family money here and make a a new brand or buy new equipment or do whatever, whether it's enrolling your husband, whether it's enrolling people who are coming to be your guests, or whether it's enrolling your listeners into this larger vision you have about creating an impact in the South Asian community. So I just want to thank you, Ami, for your, your commitment. To being an investor in yourself and to being a model of that for not only uh, the wickedly smart women who are listening to this show, but also the women who are in your community, which if we had more time, we would probably talk about, you know, maybe they're even less likely to be willing to invest in themselves because of cultural uh, conditioning. So. But we are unfortunately out of time. So I want to say thank you for being here. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that in the show notes for you or sending questions or guest suggestions to listeners at weeklysmartwomen.com. We might even give you a shout out on the show. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman.
0: to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.